the blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We're the podcast that gives you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we are going back to the 80s to count down our top 10 80s music videos. So this we did our top 10 90s music videos a while back. Yeah. It feels like a couple years at this point. Yeah, um, I think it was. Maybe even longer, who knows. Um, and so for this one, I actually had a little bit of a harder time because I realized that I didn't really start watching music videos until the 90s. I saw some music videos in the mm. 80s, but MTV was not a channel our mother in particular really liked for us to watch. I do remember her specifically telling me she didn't like me watching MTV. So I would have to sneak it, you know, when she either wasn't looking <laughs> or when she wasn't home or something like that. That's when I had to get my MTV fix. Yeah. So most of that stuff... I was I became more familiar with uh, in in the '90s, so I had really had to kind of go back and see which music videos that I felt nostalgic for. Because I really in a in a list like this, you can go two ways: you can either go critical, or you can go you know personal favorites. Yeah, and I kind of had to do with the same thing because it's not like I remember really watching these as they came out because you right. know we, I was very young, and so it was once I really got into music, which was probably not until late middle school, early high school, where I would listen to music like crazy and watch mm -hmm. a lot of these. And I would watch MTV and VH1, and they would do like their countdown shows or other stuff like that, you know, where they'd be like, hey, these are the best music videos from the from the, from the 80s. Like, here's the top hundred of those. And I would watch that like crazy. Right. Um, and so it's ones that I kind of, you know, I'm sure I was I'm influenced by critics, but I definitely had to go back and be like, all right, what are the ones that I just personally like better and i remember have a nostalgic tie to compared to every, anything else yeah uh, a lot a lot of that is uh for me also a combination of nostalgic tie and a little bit of of, of sort of critical influence mm -hmm. uh all right adam did you have anything you wanted to add before we got into this <laughs> you take a bite um no not really i mean we i mean it's gonna be I'm gonna highly recommend anybody if you if there's a music video out there, not great for a podcast uh, <laughs> medium, but because it's not always just the song. I do think right. I, I for us and for anybody, I think I'm not gonna rewatch a music video if I don't care for the song. So I like every single one of the songs on my list. Yeah, same with me. Yeah, um, I did look back. It is uh, on October sixth, twenty nineteen, is when we dropped top 10 90s music video so it was a good while back wow like three years ago yep uh all right well let's uh jump off with our number 10 i'll start uh this is one that i think i appreciated more as i got older because i also appreciated the song more as i got older and going back and watching the music video and kind of seeing how impactful um that video was and how the song was and and that sort of whole uh album kind of I don't know if it was this one or her previous one, kind of helped launch a genre. Uh, my number 10 is Rhythm Nation by Janet Jackson.
was an honorable mention of mine. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, them in kind of like a warehouse setting mm-hmm. um, with kind of almost militaristic looking kind of outfits on. Yeah, the synchronized dancing was real good. Again, also very militaristic dancing in that yeah. one. Yeah. And worked worked really well with the with the song, I think. And um, I I kind of put this one in here because it was not one I was nostalgic for. But going back and watching, I'm like, yeah, that is a good video. It definitely bears mentioning. And I, you know what? It actually kind of was originally in my list around the same spot because of those exact same things. Of like, I watch it. Mm-hmm. It's like even though I didn't really watch it as as a youth, um, I respect it. And you got to respect Janet and how fucking great she did with that music video. Um, but it ended up just kind of dropping right into like that number 12 spot or so for me. Yeah. And uh, any, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, I will play a little bit of the music clips to kind of familiarize you okay. with the songs, but you definitely need to go back and, and find these music videos and, um, you know, watch them for yourselves. Yep. So, uh, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to your number 10 then. My number 10 is a music video from Janet's brother, Kind of? <laughs> maybe this is a cop-out, maybe it's not, but this music video is all his own. Kind of? I went with Weird Al Yankovic, Fat. My zippers bust, my buckles break. I'm too much man for you to take. The pavement cracks when I fall down. I've got more chins than Chinatown. really should have considered um weird al because i mean his videos are his videos are also parodies yeah that's understandable it is a little bit of a cop-out because the idea (laughs) came from michael um but i mean i'm gonna uh you know i'll allow it thank you Uh, thank you my both of my kids are i I, it's just it was just delayed adam i know you gave them uh, Mm -hmm. a bunch of weird al cds it's delayed they're all they're all on the weird al train right now both both of them Favorite song, Albuquerque. And that's my favorite song. I know. I told them that. They're like, oh, that's awesome. They love it. They're, they're loving it right now. They're loving his story songs. Um, because I'm taking my son to see him in June, um, he's coming to Vegas for a few, he's like doing like three three dates in June. I think he's still doing his ill-advised uh, uh, vanity tour, which yeah. is mostly his his originals and his lesser mm-hmm. known cuts. So we've been listening to a lot more of them to familiarize him with those, and he's really loving it. Um, uh, we were recently talked uh, a Bad Hair Day, yeah, um, and uh, I think it was the night Santa, so, yeah, went crazy, went crazy. One of my son's favorites now. Nice, um, good. I also uh, wrote throughout uh, "Trapped in the Drive Through." It's another great um, original. Okay, we haven't listened to that one yet. We'll have to. We'll have to get through that one. Well, uh, I mean, Melanie, well, it's, kind of, it's kind of a. It's actually more of a parody of uh, what was that R. Kelly song that took forever? Like, is whatever. It's like one of his. It's it's in his style. Oh, okay, highly recommend uh, it. Melanie is another one that. Uh, That's a good one. My son yeah. is loving right now. So so uh, well, this music video. Um, 
obviously, yes, a parody of the bad music video, which is an amazing music video in its own right. Yankovic actually uh, was able to get permission from Michael Jackson to use the exact same subway set. And so wow. it was the same set um, before they struck it in Culver City. That that So Yankovic was able to, to use that. I mean, him, him and MJ, they, Michael Jackson was obviously a fan and let him you know use the same stuff mm-hmm. and it was a wonderful guy about it um the fat suit that he used was <laughs> created by camilla henneman who worked on like kind of costumes and stuff for movies such as harry and the hendersons uh ghostbusters 2 both of the cocoon movies doing the aliens work on those uh mm-hmm. the movie the blob and also um bob's man tits from uh, F- uh fight club uh, the meatloaf's <laughs> man tits when that one shot that you see Edward yeah. Norton squished up against him. That's her work. Yep. Nice. <laughs> so nice. yeah, this is the movie. The video was directed by Jay Levy, who also directed the UHF movie and most of Weird Al's earlier music videos like Eat It, Dare to be Stupid, Like a Surgeon, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it's funny and it works so well with just the parody of the song itself and this yeah. ridiculous fat suit and seeing all these other kind of like actual fat guys doing this bad dancing around him. <laughs> it's hilarious. It works. And I haven't seen it, but I, I hear when he does the song on in concert, he wears the suit. I've seen him twice and he pulls out a big suit. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Uh, all right. Uh, number nine. This one has a chance to make your list if only for the nostalgia of it. Uh, we've talked about it several times. We watched it a lot. It was somehow, I think, one of our father's favorite music videos. I went with Opposites Attract by Paula Abdul. Higher on my list. Okay. Yep. So I didn't try to say too much on that one. Yep, yep. It's definitely was one we had a tape of, so yeah, we'll talk yep. about that. All right. Uh, and my, my number nine is, um, there's a chance that it'll make your list? I'm not sure. The middle portion of the of the music video is not great, but that opener is oh, incredible. My number nine is Prince's When Doves Cry. Animals strike curious poses. They feel the heat, the heat between me and you. Just me standing. Alone in a world that's so cold. Maybe I'm just too demanding. Maybe I'm just like my father. Uh, didn't make my list. I went back. I love Prince. I love his music. I didn't really dig on a lot of his videos. Okay, fair enough. I, I tried. I rewatched actually like Bat Dance again just to see if like I hate that song. Fucking hate the song. <laughs> and I was like, well, the music video was supposed to be pretty good. And I went back and watched. It. I was like, nope, not good. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. But, the it's really hard to make a music video good if the song sucks. Yeah, it, it hurts. But When Doves Cry is an amazing song, and. Basically, I am putting this in here. That opening shot, it's a tracking shot that moves through the doors open. The doves fly out, and then you get Prince in the bathtub where he kind of leans up and out and looks at the camera. That shot alone is cinematic gold. <laughs> Fucking iconic. Um, the rest of it's fine. You know, there's actually the whole middle portion after that is pretty much just clips from Purple Rain, the movie. Oh, 
And then it ends with kind of uh, Prince and the Revolution kind of singing the song with this, you know, very Prince-esque get-ups in like this white room. And, it, and that works better for me. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's just the, the cinema is absolutely amazing. I absolutely love that shot. And just like, it's so Prince. It's so Prince. Um, I will say... I always noticed, and I'm sure other people for sure notice, in the, you you look through that opening shot and like the doves come out and whatnot. For a split second, you can see like the guy, the handler's hand as he <laughs> releases the dove. If you look on the left side of the door, you will see a human hand that lets the doves out, and it's just kind of funny. But I mean, great song and just um, Prince being so seductive in that opening part, and then looking. So super Prince at the end when he's just singing with the uh, the revolution mm-hmm. in the middle. And you know, I get the shots of him riding that motorcycle is cool from the Purple Rain movie. Sure. Yeah. So that fits well enough. But yeah. Okay. My number eight made a lot. I did look at a lot of, you know, greatest movie music videos of the 80s lists. And, and this one uh, always made it. And a, a lot of people put it higher. I think it's a good music video. I don't think it's the best music video. But I like the song, and I like that they do something different with this. Is And my number eight is Money for Nothing from Dire Straits. Look at them yo-yos, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working, that's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it. Let me tell you. Didn't make my list. Okay. I, I figured it was either going to be higher on your list or not make your list. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't honestly, I don't care for it as a music video. Okay. But I understand the respect it deserves. Yeah. Kind of going with that, that 80s uh, kind of very, very pixelated animation mm-hmm. stuff. Um, plus, Dire Straits, I think, is a band that does not get the credit it deserves for its place in music history. I'd agree with that. First of all, Sultan's a Swing is a masterpiece of a song. Yes, it's a it's a it's almost like a slow burn and it's a long one and you really have to get mm. through a lot of verses to get, you know, through it. But oh my god, that guitar solo at the end of Sultan's a Swing is just masterfully crafted. And in the music video world, you got this one which is didn't look like anything else I remember from the 80s so i think that puts them in in you know in the annals of history for music videos um plus you get staying yeah (laughs) you do so that's good i i totally understand that choice um which very famously sting was just happened to be in the studio uh like doing something else in a different studio and uh they he came in and was like listening to them while they do it and they asked i I don't remember if they asked him if he wanted to sing a part or if he asked to be on there. Hmm. All I know is is that because he basically just used his vocals from uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me, it's the same melody that he used there, uh, uh, Sting has like a pretty high percentage of the royalties from <laughs> Money for Nothing. Yeah, because he was a part singer and he owns part of the song, being a writer, quote unquote. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, plus, you know that that opening. Uh, I, I like that they kind of like they neon. I mean, it's very eighties. They neon the the live uh, footage of the band. Yeah. That opening guitar riff riff of the song is so oh. much fun. Dun, it dun, is. Dun, dun. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it. and they use like the the graphics to kind of like neonify the band as well. I mean, it it was a good use of like computer graphics for the time for sure. Yeah. Especially for and this was early eighties too. I think. I'm pretty sure Maybe it was, yeah. 83, 84, something like that. That sounds right. Okay. Uh, all right. What is your number eight? I'm not really worried about my number eight hitting your list because this is a song that I loved. Um, it actually made our power ballads list, or my power ballads list, not yours. And the music video is fucking epic. I am talking Bonnie Tyler, Total, Eclip- Total Eclipse of the Heart. didn't make my list no so the epicness of the song i mean being a power ballad that i counted in my power ballads and you're Mm kind of like it's not a power ballad adam and i'm like too bad (laughs) i put it on my fucking list john um but it's just it's weird it's over the top it is so dramatic that i love it i it just doesn't make any fucking sense um but it just matches the song so well for me like just like that epic here i am in a big dress bright light behind me silhouetted here's this big mansion where these guys dancing up a stairs it doesn't make any sense but fuck it <laughs> like <clears throat> i love it music video was uh, directed by russell uh, Mul- mulcahy um he directed other music videos i don't really remember many of these young turks from rod stewart uh, fleetwood max gypsy but then I kind of remember these two, Duran Duran's Rio and Hungry Like the Wolf, oh, yeah, uh, those yeah. music videos, and then also directed the movie uh, Highlander and oh. The Shadow. So Okay. Yeah. Like The Shadow is in like The Shadow Knows. The Alec Baldwin The Shadow movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Directed that one. So, um, But yeah, this movie was just, this uh, this uh, music video was just so over the top, and I like that cheese factor. I think that's also <laughs> why like, you know, Meatloaf Frank's what high for me with a lot right. of this kind of stuff, because I just... <laughs> I whatever it is, man, that drama, that or that overt drama, I love. Okay, fair enough. I should I probably should have done acting as a kid. I should have been in the drama club. You know, I didn't I didn't continue band or any of that kind of stuff. I probably right. should have done drama club. Well, it's never too late to start. We've seen instances of of uh you know people who start acting very late in their lives mm-hmm. and do very well with it. Maybe maybe so, I could be know. the next uh, great actor. Mm, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go on to number seven. This is one where, to me, I wasn't a huge fan of this singer, but you cannot deny her cultural impact and the controversy surrounding this particular video. I'm talking Like a Prayer by Madonna. When you call my name, it's like a little 
Yeah, another good choice, another honorable mention for me. Okay. I definitely remember watching this one as a kid. And first of all, uh, that's when I noticed, uh, first of all, Madonna in her 20s, fucking gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Fucking gorgeous woman. Um, I don't particularly think she's aged well. That's a no. personal... That's she's a, aged like a, a nice piece of shoe leather. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Not looking good. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, first of all, the the sort of, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, the sort of combination of religious and, and erotic mm-hmm. um, kind of like aspects to this music video that go together, honestly, to me, works against, you know, with the message of kind of, well, first of all, it's weird because it seems like the message of the video is different than the message of the song. I mean, I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it had the power of controversy. It had a black Jesus figure that that pissed, I think, a lot of racists off. Well, fuck them. Who cares? It, right. she, she was dancing in front of burning crosses, all this kind of stuff that is just kind of too, it's, I mean, literally is to evoke emotion and yes. kind of controversy. And it worked. Yes, and I'm sure was her intent to, was yeah. to invoke controversy. She just seems like that type of person who, you know, uh, she's going to do, she's here to tell you that she's going to do whatever the fuck she wants, yeah. and there's nothing you can do to stop her. I mean, there's a very famous photo of her standing naked, I believe, in Manhattan on the side, like, with her thumb out like a hitchhiker. She's yes. literally standing there naked. That's She'd right. be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put this picture out. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can like it or not. I don't care. I- I mean, when I go back and like watch more of her videos or any of her stuff, I'm just like, oh, wow, Miley Cyrus totally just ripped you off for her entire career like that, you know, (laughs) but after after Hannah Montana, she was just like, I want to be the next Madonna. Like, that's it Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, So, you know, a lot of respect for the that early work she did. And and she has a lot of good songs, you know, Mm -hmm. songs very, very seldom do I actually actively seek out a Madonna song. Yeah. But if it's playing, it doesn't bother me. I'll sing along with it. I'll listen to it. I, it's good stuff. Yeah. She's a good singer. I don't know if she wrote a lot of her stuff. I think she wrote some of her stuff. It seemed like a decent writer. So, yeah. I just, I you know, I, I don't think I ever went out and bought a Madonna album. Yeah, but when think... this video came on, I, was, I would always watch through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. All right. You're number seven. My number seven. Uh, was one that you already mentioned uh, that our dad loved. We had on tape. It's Opposites Attract by Paula Abdul. Abdul and an animated cat. What could go wrong? It was it, nothing because it just works. What a great duo. Her yep. and MC Scat Cat. <laughs> so. And I can't. Who was the guy who actually sang the part? Uh, it was, was actually his... two guys. It was. Oh. Um, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they were oh, the wild pair. That's what they were called. And I can't remember what their actual names were, but it okay. was. They did the voices for MC okay. Scat Cat. Um. But I saw that the inspiration for this whole idea of dancing with the cat 
was when uh, or someone saw the Gene Kelly film Anchors Away, where Gene Kelly dances with uh, Jerry, the mouse from Tom and Jerry. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen clips of that. I definitely remember that. Yeah. And so Paula Abdul choreographed the animated characters moves to match her live action dance. She did. She did. She worked on the choreography for the cat pretty much mm-hmm. in the animation. Um, and apparently, uh, I don't know specific names, but MC Scat Cat was animated by members of the Disney animation team uh, working between major projects. OK, so that's pretty cool. That's and cool. and the music video won the 1991 Grammy for best short form music video. So really, I mean, but it the video really- came. When did the video come out? Because I swear the song came out in like 88, I think. It is 89. It came out yeah. late 89. Okay, so it just barely made the cut. Barely made the list. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it is, it, it, it's great to have MC Scat Cat, you know, it, uh, all that stuff, I really liked it. You know, the Who Frame Roger Rabbit style, the Cool World mm-hmm. style, whatever. Um, it worked really well. He was this cool kind of cat, her dancing with him, you know. Uh, and then also, yeah, they to kind of even put her kind of in like this animated stair climb. For some reason, that scene I really remember them dancing yeah. up the stairs stuff. It, it it was great. It was a catchy song, and it really got so kind of high seven on my list. Pretty much because I have fond memories of yeah watching this at home. Dad would have this on. I remember another one. It it didn't make my list, and I don't know why. Um, he had the music video for a lot of miles, uh, Black Velvet, on that same tape, yeah. and we would pretty much watch these over and over again at, at, at his house. <laughs> yeah. So I think he also had uh, um, like "Rock the Cradle of Love" yes. by Billy Idol, which I I think is a '90s song because I thought about that one too, and I'm like, I, I think that one's '90s. I didn't and look it up. I watched the music video for that one um, because yeah, I kind of remember that as well, and yeah. it's it's sexy. It's definitely it, sexy. Oh, it is definitely sexy. <laughs> it is most definitely sexy. Uh, all right. Oh, number six. six. All right. So my number six is mostly for the iconicness of this video. Song is good. Uh, I love the song. Listen to it on the radio. I very seldom actively, you know, try and uh, seek it out myself. But the, the music video is so simple. Man, does it work. And it's been parodied so many times. I'm talking Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. That's a good one. That's a real good one. It is um, tons of parody. Great song and a class. I mean, it's simple, simple background dancers, but they all kind of look the same and yep. him just kind of singing in front of them. It works. Yep. You know, just get a bunch of hot girls <laughs> to just kind of poorly pretend to be, like they didn't even have to like pretend for real. Yep. Like just just move your hands around just kind of dance and similarly, just simple back and forth. And this guy in a in a white shirt, a white shirt with a good contrast with the girls in the black dresses, and kind of a dark background. If I'm remembering, if I'm remembering it that right, I can't remember. But yeah. um, it it just it it's the simplicity of it just worked. And I don't know how many times I've seen it 
parodied or referenced or anything like that. And it's, uh, you know, it, Robert Palmer, what the hell happened to him? Where he did had, he like, go some after massive him? hits? Yeah, and then just yeah, just big me. hits in the eighties, and I have heard nothing. No, no, that's a that's a great call. Um, yeah, hell, it was even paired. Did you see? Uh, I tagged you on this. Did you see the new Kids on the Block song "Bring Back the Time"? I did, and they they parodied it in they that too. That one. Yeah, I love that song, man. I've been listening to it like <laughs> way often for some reason. It was, uh, it's 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 a fun song. I enjoyed, especially the video. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, plus it's got like salt and pepper and in vogue in it. Yeah, yeah, and and Rick Astley too. So yeah, it's got yeah. some good. Which classic. at first I didn't pick him out because he uh, looked a little different. I'm like, what? Who is that? Oh, that's the Rick Astley. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, your number six. Uh, my number six is another very simple music video, and I think there's a definite chance it might be on your list because I think it's another one that we owned and watched. Paul Simon, you can call me Al. Higher on my list. I'm not not surprised. But we don't have to go that far because it's my number five. Okay. A man walks down the street. He says, why am I soft in the middle now? Why am I soft in the middle? The rest of my life is so hard. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone digger, dogs in the moonlight. Far away, my well-lit door. Mr. Beer Belly, Beer Belly. Much away from me, you know. I don't find this stuff amusing anymore. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks. Yeah, this I this one might have been on the same tape, but we definitely had this music video as well. I feel. Yeah, I mean, just simple it's just paul simon and chevy chase sitting down in chairs in a i don't know if it's a room or just like a blank you know background or something like that I, there's like a door in the background or something like that mm-hmm. and it the funny part of it is is paul simon he's about to start singing and then chevy chase is the one who yep. sings the actual you know or lip syncs the actual one and paul simon just randomly plays some congas at some point mm-hmm. um and plays the bass solo, which uh, it, to me is one of my favorite bass solos because it's, it's an audio trick. That whole bass solo is an audio trick huh. um, where it's it's like two measures, but the first measure is played straight and then it's reversed for the yeah, second you're, half. You're talking about the doodle 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 Yeah, when it goes back up, it's literally just the first half reversed. Oh, okay. So he didn't actually, yeah, play it down and up. They just... Cop, or it is, it's the notes reversed. Yeah, the, I forget the name of the actual. When we talked Graceland, we talked about it. Okay. Um, but I forget the name of the bass player who was fantastic on that album, or at least especially on that song. I, I think he used multiple ones. Uh, but it's it's a cool little trick because it's it's or you just play half of it and you just reverse yeah. it because it goes down and then up. So it works really really well with the the, mm-hmm. the one. But Paul Simon just kind of has a bass on and stuff like that. He's just kind of playing those parts, the flute part too, and and stuff like yeah. that. It's it's a fun. Simple little music video, and honestly, in my opinion, the best thing that Chevy Chase has ever done. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of the vast majority of his work. Yeah. I we, hate we, all of the vacation movies. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I don't I don't have the nostalgia for the vacation movies. I didn't find him funny on his old SNL stuff. Yeah. Um, and honestly, a lot of the old SNL stuff I think is overrated. Uh, but that's just because I didn't grow up with that. I grew up with that late '80s, early '90s, which I think was the best SNL there ever was. Um, yeah, this was, uh, 
this was actually not the first music video. I don't know. Paul Simon didn't care for the original music video, which was apparently a performance of the song that Paul Simon did um, during Saturday Night Live, during a monologue during Saturday Night Live, and that was going to be the music video. Um, But he conceived, uh, or or Lorne Michaels helped conceive the replacement, which was this. He said, hey, what if we just do like a simple thing with uh, Chevy Chase? And that's what they got together for the music video. So they kind of figured this out. And it was directed by Gary Weiss, who directed the Bengals Walk Like an Egyptian and George Harrison's Got My Mind Set on You, which is another damn good music video. Yeah. So um, I will put this out there. I, I don't unless, you know, unless a patron picked a Chevy Chase movie to do, <laughs> I can't see us doing any of those or Fletch or anything like that. The yeah. one the one that I do have a fondness for and I, I think I haven't I've have not seen it in a very, very long time is Funny Farm. That's the one I do remember actually liking as a kid. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, uh, that one. If we run out of ideas, that one might show, <laughs> might okay. show up someday. Okay. If we ever even get to that point, if we're if we're still doing this in our fifties. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot to come before Funny Farm. Yep. All right, so that was technically my five. So what is your five? Um, uh, my five is I'm almost so certain is going to be on your list that I don't want to really mention much. I think I think honestly, like these top six, top fives, has a good chance of being similar Mm -hmm. um but this one i'm almost dead certain is on your list and that's genesis land of confusion higher on my list yeah all right uh my number four i don't know if this is going to be on your list and this one made it high on my list for a couple reasons one the song itself to me marked a, a a time in music history where people started to realize that in my mind there's really no such thing as genre um, in the grand scheme of things, there's genres can be bled together without a problem, and musical music uh, speaks to everyone across all annals of history. And <laughs> annals, <laughs> I said annals. Damn it! Uh, I for my number four, I went with "Walk This Way" by Run DMC and Aerosmith. cared for that music video so it wasn't even a consideration for me i like the song i just don't care for the music video well to me because i like i like that the music video is literally a breaking down of walls yeah. literally yeah. he literally busts through the wall yeah. uh, in that one and that first i mean the first part is the best part when they're in the two different rooms with mm-hmm. the two different style rooms and they break yeah. in and they start to get and then they're in concert together and that one's fine um but this is the one one of the few times where like the the criticalness and the importance of the thing okay. made it higher on my list because of that. Uh, fair enough. I, I absolutely understand. You're right. Breaking down the boundaries, and you get Steven Tyler busting you know through the wall. Walk this way. 
as he's screaming through the wall. Basically, that was Back a perfect behind him and just yes. blaring through. So I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Yeah, I always feel bad for the other three members of Aerosmith who never get asked to do anything. It's always just uh, him Joe, and uh, Joe Perry every now and then. Well, that's what I mean. It's always Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. The oh, other yeah. three members never get asked to do anything. The other guitarist, the bassist, right. and the drummer are always left out of everything. It's kind of like Foo Fighters. Have you ever seen an interview with Foo Fighters? It's almost always uh, Dave Grohl and oh. Taylor Hawkins, and yep. that's it. You're right. You're right. And then sometimes Pat Smear, because he obviously he played with Nirvana, he played with the Germs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he was and important. But them, so those right. poor, those other, those other two or three guys that are in the band are just always left out. <laughs> I feel bad. Definitely. Uh, all right, Adam, you're number four. My number four is a, I think, a work of co- comedic genius, um, and it's also got quite a bit of sex appeal. My number four is the amazing music video for Van Halen's "Hot for Teacher." I think of all the education that I missed But that my homework was never quite like this It was an honorable mention okay. for me. Honorable mention. So uh, it was directed by David Lee Roth and Pete Angelus, who was actually, I think, the band's manager, who also did another music video for them, Jump, which is another good one. Yeah. But when I look at Between the Two, it's not even close. Hot for Teacher is a significantly better music video. Yeah. Jump is them basically doing like a little concert and jumping around, mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, he also did uh, Just a Gigolo and California Girls for David Lee Roth's uh, a single a solo career but this music video is hilarious it's got its own little story <laughs> yeah. um where this nerdy kid waldo you know he's kind of you know awkwardy whatnot and he goes to school and he's got this new teacher who is super hot busts out with a in a bikini <laughs> um fun fact they have some kind of like voiceover part that waldo waldo talks in the beginning of the music video mm-hmm. that voice is done by phil hartman oh so that's pretty cool cool but the music video has got like these little kid versions of Van Halen in the classroom. Um, you know, the whole hot teacher stuff is pretty fucking hot. It's also <laughs> pretty relatable for, I think, almost any student. You know, there's always going to be mostly there is like a, you know, there's a hot teacher that you're attracted to at some there's, point. I had yeah, a couple. Yeah, there's that one teacher that everyone crushes on. Yep. And so it and you tie that into just the ridiculousness of the hot teacher dancing in front of kids. And I know that's <laughs> sure it's maybe not PC in the world of uh, 2022. Right. But also you, you intercut the band wearing these ridiculous suits. <laughs> yeah. Dancing dance terribly. It's all oh, it's hilarious. It's fucking great. And then at the end of the music video, they have like a little, oh, what happened to each person at the Uh end which is hilarious apparently alex it says oh little alex grew up to become uh, a a guy a gynecologist um (laughs) michael anthony became a sumo wrestler um eddie van halen a mental ward patient um (laughs) david lee roth a game show host and then you know little weird waldo no one no one's sure of what came of waldo after graduation but it's showing him with like a fucking big fur coat and 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 hose around him. He became a pimp. And so it's, it's hilarious. It's just, 
it's it's a work of musical genius or music and comedy genius is that music video all right uh is a Go through our quick little list here, but that's that's okay. Um, yeah. Number three, I'm not going to say anything, because if this one didn't make your list, I will be shocked. My number three is Thriller by Michael Jackson. Higher on my list. Okay. And my number three, I will be shocked if it's not on your list, is Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer. Higher on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, my number two is the one that you mentioned earlier, and that is Genesis Land of Confusion. Yeah. At the time, probably the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. God, it was so weird. And it is, it is just crazy, it's, but you love it. We, it's still weird to go back and watch it because it's it's like these weird puppet versions of the of the band and the fucking Ronald Reagan for some reason. Oh my god, yeah. Ronald, oh, we, these puppets are so caricature-esque and Ronald Reagan being the lead is pretty nuts. <laughs> Yeah. I, I still like. I still have without without seeing, and I still have the mental relationship of like him coming out of the water for some yeah. reason, yeah. and then like him running, and just in the, yeah, him running in the Superman suit is very much uh, something in, embedded in my head. Yeah. I think it's probably a play on, you know, I'm, they're from UK, yeah. but a play on like Ronald Reagan thinks he's the hero of the world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it was very much a commentary, yes. and way over my head as a kid. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious it is it is so creepy but creepy funny um apparently phil collins uh saw a characterized version of of himself on a show called spitting image they they're the ones who made all these puppets okay and he saw he saw a character a caricatured version of himself and so he commissioned the show's creators to create puppets for the entire band as well as like the character and the the other characters in the in the show so mm-hmm. um he saw that and loved it and yeah, they're just so so weird looking, and it just it just the story is fucking nuts. I mean, because it's a dream, it's <laughs> right. a dream sequence that just goes crazy. Yeah. Um, but you gotta love the weirdness of it all. Yeah, and coupled by the fact that it's a fucking awesome song, yes. I love the song "Land of Confusion." I will absolutely pull it out sometimes and just listen to that one. And um, I think it was Disturbed who did a a cover oh, of yeah. it. In okay. the late aughts or early 2010s, I can't remember. One of the one of those type bands did one. It's mm-hmm. fine, you know. The metalheads are like, "Oh, it's the superior version." It is absolutely not the superior no. version. No. This is the superior version. Um, it is. And you know, <laughs> somebody I saw. Sorry, I'm bringing this up, but I saw a video on on TikTok where someone was complaining about how we need to bring back the music icons of the 80s where you could have a guy with a very vastly receding hairline and an ugly face be a megastar. Yeah. I mean, because Phil Collins, nice guy, wasn't much to look at in the 80s, no. but he was a big star. 
I, I kind of agree. We need to. Yeah. You know, the, the music needs to speak. Now, granted, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that that has become the culture. So the people who would be ugly have had a lot of work done to yeah. not look that way. <laughs> I say ugly, but you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, so. But th- this song, Land of Confusion, great song and oh, yeah. just an iconic video. It is. It is. Actually, it lost the MTV Video Music Award or Video Award of the Year to a song that we will be talking about later. Okay. So, uh, all right. What was your number two? My number two is uh, a song that is obviously not on your list, which is a massive shock, uh, but it is Aha Take On Me. about that video (laughs) it does nothing for me the song is so overplayed whenever anyone says 80s they go through that it's a good song yeah but man am i fucking sick of it (laughs) um yeah overplayed sure it's actually this music video has 1.4 billion views on youtube yeah so it's played massively i mean currently as to this recording yeah um but this is actually the second music video for the song. They had a first one that was shot like against just a the band singing against like a blue background, and mm-hmm. it sucks. And so they redid this, and they had this kind of concept, um, and it works. I mean, it is iconic. Yeah. Uh, directed by Steve Barron, who also directed uh, Money for Nothing, the Dire Straits song, which actually that one won the MTV Music Award for that year. Uh, this one lost to it. He also directed Billie Jean. Uh, plenty of others, and directed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie, and oh. Coneheads, the movie. So, pretty cool. Nice. So, but yeah, I mean, so the video, obviously iconic for its pencil sketch, pencil sketch animation and live action kind of combination using uh, through rotoscope. Um, so, what they did was they kind of traced the live action footage frame in a frame by frame process and give the characters kind of realistic movements, but it just, Mm -hmm. it looks so interesting. And because it's so stylized, I think the look of this movie, this one holds up where something like money for nothing now just looks like terrible CGI graphics, right? This one still fits because it's such a stylized look to it. I agree. Um, Yeah. So, and it has a whole story to it, you know, like these two kind of lovers having to break into each other's world and so they can be together. It just it's it's a wonderful, wonderful music video. So, uh, all right. We made it to our number ones. They've been spoiled, but that's OK. And I don't think it's much of a surprise. Both of these no. are, are absolutely iconic from the from the 80s. And I think a lot of people, these two ones would be in like their top three for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So for me, we'll start with me. Uh, my number one was Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. You could have a big dipper going up and down all around the bends. You 
First of all, the weirdness of the video is everything. It's yes. fucking everything to me. Um, the fucking dancing chicken, you know, dead chickens, <laughs> the train going around, you know, his head, his head, literally the train going around the tracks, um, the stop motion animation of the whole thing just works, which is this, with in a song that's essentially about sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, I don't even think about it, though, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't think about it, but it's literally just about sex. I mean, literally, Sledgehammer, in this case, yeah. is a euphemism for his penis. I want to be your Sledgehammer. I want to bang you. I yeah. want to, yeah, hammer you. Yeah, makes um, sense. But also, what a great fucking song that is. Man, it I is. could listen to that song all the time. Everything in that in the production of that song, from the bass line to the horn parts, everything about that damn song... I find just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is. It is a strong song. It it, it works so well. Um, just yeah, I can listen to the song at any time, and I could watch. Hell, I could probably watch that video with no music and still be wowed because there's so mm-hmm. much craziness happening on. But having those together, it's incredible. Um, and I pretty meant. I think I'm pretty sure I mentioned this when we talked uh, the So album with uh, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, from misinformation, not misinformation, not mis- <laughs> mis- misinformation. <laughs> misinformation. Um, but this music video won nine MTV Video Music Awards, uh, and it's just the most, which is the most of any uh, single song has won, mm-hmm. which is incredible, and it's deservedly so. And a song that was basically recorded as an afterthought. It was, uh, oh yeah, hey, I've got this song. Can we record it real quick before we shut down? Because he was working on, mm-hmm. on uh, so I think it was so. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, it was on so. And uh, well, this song originally wasn't even intended to be on, so it was going to be on uh, his next album. He just had it as an afterthought, and the song came out so good they put it on. So, and I'm glad they did because that made that album that much fucking better. Yeah. Not it, it was already good. And going to highly recommend go check out our episode uh, with Lauren on the Peter Gabriel sub. It's a fantastic episode. Yeah. Lauren's passion for Ke- Peter Gabriel is infectious. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. And then after you've listened to our episode, go over to Misinformation and listen to their episode that's just on Peter Gabriel in general. They talk mm-hmm. about his whole career. A fascin- absolutely fascinating episode, I, which yeah. was the entire reason why we had her on because I heard that episode, and then I was like, I've got to get her on so we can just talk so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was amazing. So, so uh, all right, Adam, hit us with that number one. The number one is um, not a surprise, I'm sure, for you know you uh, for me picking one. Uh, Michael Jackson Thriller.
largely considered the greatest yeah. video by a lot of people of the 80s. And deservedly so. I mean, they literally hired John Landis mm-hmm. to direct, you know, of uh, other stuff. But obviously for us, Blues Brothers. Being for us, Blues Brothers, and for, for particularly um, this one, American Werewolf in London, yeah. Michael Jackson saw that and was like, I want to incorporate that, you know, into uh, a music video. And so he did so with this song Thriller, which was the like last single on the Thriller album. And it this music video and how incredible it is helped double the sales, <laughs> the sale, the sales, sales. Yeah, <laughs> the sales, sales of um of the Thriller album, and it sold over a million copies on VHS, this music video alone. It's oh, the wow. best-selling, it was, at, it became the best-selling videotape of all time at the time. Wow. Um, You know, and, and Thriller is the best-selling album of all time because of the great music, but also, I think, obviously, partly part of this music video. So, yeah. this is this is more than a music video, of course. It's like a 13-minute long short film. Yeah, Absolutely. And it really helped elevate the art form that is the music video and what people can do with music videos. They're mm-hmm. telling an entire story. Now, granted, when I'm ready to just watch a music video, I want just like the shortened version and then like, let me get the song and the other stuff. But like, there's so many other people now that will do, and not even now, but like through the 80s and 90s, where they have like this whole story that happens and then the song gets in there um, and then you get that and then you kind of finish off the story. But mm-hmm. I mean... Everything is iconic. Yeah. In this in this in this entire music video, the makeup work is absolutely phenomenal. That red jacket is iconic. Yeah. The dance. They, I mean, they, fuck, I was going to say the choreography. To, yeah, try to go to a wedding and then you put thriller on, you're not going to have less than 20 people going out there doing the side to side thing. Exactly, the claps. I mean, I, it's it's like a it's a legit Guinness World Record thing of like people having to get together and the most people doing the thriller dance at once like <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Um, in 2009, it became the first music video inducted into the United States national film registry by the library of Congress as culturally, historically and aesthetically significant, which is yeah. of course, absolutely true. Absolutely true. So um, this, this is the song. You're right. This is the music video that I think most people will probably say is the greatest music video of all time. And, you know, even if you're not the biggest Thriller fan, um, now, hell, there's a lot of other Michael Jackson songs that I like better. I think Beat It, I like Beat It, I think. Well, I got to go back to my list. I can't remember what my <laughs> list is. It changes, you know, all yeah, these lists change. But of like, course. I'm kind of almost half surprised you didn't go with Smooth Criminal because I know you're a big fan of the Smooth Criminal one. Yeah. But but he has tons. Yeah. But this this one does top them all. And it's kind of it, hard to say otherwise. As a music video, there's there's none more iconic than this one, and and I I do love the uh, um, smooth criminal video, but it just it completely as a concept, I just had to go with Thriller. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Uh, what's what I find kind of funny is this song, this this music video didn't win the MTV Music Video of the Year award. That actually went to uh, the Cars. You might think, uh, which is a big like CGI computer graphic thing. And mm. you watch them, and it's just like, that one does not stand the test of time. That one just, it looks cheesy. And I think it's because of graphics, how they changed it. I'm sure they gave yeah. it because of that aspect. But this one has absolutely stood the test of time and is phenomenal. Also, I don't think that Cars song really stood the test of time either. That's not that's I mean, not what I think of when I think of the Cars. 
when you listen to it, you'll absolutely recognize it. Because I, I didn't know it by name myself. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I will, but it's still like, to me, it's still not the most iconic car song. But that's just yeah. me. Uh, all right, let's 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 rattle off just a few uh, honorable mentions. I got three I'll mention. Um, uh, one that you actually mentioned before, uh, Got My Mind Set on You by George Harrison, oh, yeah. was one. Yeah. Um, with the the damn squirrel playing the saxophone in the pipe. <laughs> yeah, and I remember like the clock move, everything kind of moving around him was all kind of funny. Yeah. Um, uh, the B-52's Love Shack. That was uh, also an honorable mention for me. Uh, that you know, not too much about it. They're all just they're literally just playing a sack and then kind of driving on a in a Cadillac down the road. Um, but to me, that one it's always kind of a fun one because mm-hmm. they're dancing around like almost neony colors, very bright. Uh, I'm gonna throw this one out there: ZZ Top's Legs. Oh yeah, I saw that on uh, the with the, the fuzzy guitars spinning and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and the cars and stuff like that. Um, so those are just the uh, the few that I will, yep. I'll, I'll mention. And we already mentioned a good few of mine already, but uh, other ones, uh, Tom Petty's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers don't come around here no more. The whole Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very freaky. Uh, and then also because of my love of the epic, kind of like almost similar with the Bonnie Tyler, is the uh, Pet Benatar Love is a Battlefield. Like there's oh, okay. an over-the-topness with that one yeah. uh, that I love as well. So those are my main two, other than the ones that we've already kind of mentioned. Yeah. Uh, overall, I uh, I think we got some... Very similar stuff, obviously, because yeah. we, we grew up watching a lot of the same things, but two good lists, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I think um, particularly both of yours and mine's top five, it's kind of hard to say that those wouldn't make most people's, like, at least top 10 or top 20. Yeah, so. I agree. All right, that was our top 10 80s music videos. Please join us next time for an all-Inspector Gadget episode. We break down the 1999 film discuss the 80s cartoon, and recast Inspector Gadget using actors of today. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.